Welcome to Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. Today is Friday, March 25th. I'm your host, AJ Mastretta, and I'm joined once again today by Partnership Senior Vice President of Research, Patrick Jankowski. In this episode, we're talking about what makes our region run, and that's its people. How many people now call Greater Houston home, and how has that changed during the pandemic? Patrick, thanks for joining me today. AJ, it's always good to talk to you and always good to talk to the listeners out there on our podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. Absolutely. Patrick, uh, what is your overall read of the population estimates that the Census Bureau released yesterday, which was March 24th? Uh, Well, my overall, if you want to say for Houston, it's amazing. Houston finds a way to grow even in a pandemic. Hmm. Uh, we, We added population. And not only do we add population, but we hit a milestone. Population is now at 7.2 million people. Absolutely phenomenal. If you go back, uh, that's roughly a a million people have been added since 2011. If you want to go back to when I began my career (laughs) back in, back in March of 1981, uh, we've added almost 4 million people since I began my career, you know, back in 81, it was only about 3.3 million people. So the takeaway is Houston seems to always find a way to grow. Absolutely. And it's incredible, as you said, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, we're still seeing that. But we we should probably clarify, what period are we talking about specifically uh, when we talk about the latest census figures? AJ, the data that the Census Bureau releases, uh, they're actually referred to, have got that wonky name called an intercensal estimate. Sounds pretty weird, but it's not an April to April number, as most people would think, because the annual, the, the decennial census is on April 1st. The Cicero releases its data, and it's a July 1st to a July 1st basis. So what we're looking at is data or population growth, which occurred from July 1st, 2020 to July 1st, 2021. Got it. And so what we're talking about there, if, if everybody remembers correctly, you know, we're talking about roughly four months, five months into the pandemic. And so uh, despite that, despite the, the challenges that we had in that period, we saw that growth. How did Houston's growth compare to that of other major metros? Uh, Houston did fairly well. I mean, if, if you look at uh, the, the most populous metropolitan areas, the 10 most populous metropolitan areas, only four of those added population. The other six lost. I mean, you can look at New York and L.A., Chicago, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia. Uh, they all lost population. Miami lost population. But if you look at those that gained, uh, we saw that Dallas gained population, Phoenix gained population, Houston gained population. So we did rather well, although I, I hate to say this, Dallas did add more population than we did. Uh, Dallas added 97,000 residents to Houston's 69,000 residents. Patrick, were there any surprises in the data? Uh, you know, obviously we're, we're thrilled to have grown despite the challenges, but were there any surprises that kind of struck you? Yeah, some of the surprises that struck me are, are, are what I would say happened on the local level. Now, we saw population growth in Houston. Uh, as I said, healthy population growth, our 69,000 ranked us third among all the metropolitan areas. But the growth was uneven in the region. And we saw some counties in the region do very well. And we saw other counties, particularly Harris County, not do well at all. Okay. And can you talk a little bit about some of those counties that did do well in our region? You know, what, what were they seeing? Well, the growth continues to be outside Harris County. Uh, we saw 
Fort Bend County had nearly 30,000 residents over the past year. We saw Montgomery County had nearly 24,000 residents. We saw Brazoria County add over 60,000 residents. Unfortunately, Harris County lost residents. Harris County lost 4,400 residents last year. And this reflects a trend that's actually been going on for quite some time. It's going on since 2014 when our population growth peaked. If, if you want to look at what's happened, as recently as 2019, we Harris County only added 16,000 residents. 2020, we were barely positive. 2021, we lost 44,000 residents. Uh, the region gains while Harris County loses, which tells me two things are happening. For one thing, when people move from outside of Houston into Houston, they're not moving to Harris County. Hmm. We have residents in Harris County that are choosing to move to the suburbs. If you go back 10 years ago, Fort Bend County accounted for 9.9% of the metro population. Now it accounts for 11.9%. Montgomery County, 10 years ago, accounted for 7.7% of the metro population. Now it accounts for 9%. You know, Harris is still a, a significant part of the population, but Harris County uh, at one time was 70% of the population as, as recently as 2010, roughly 70%. Now Harris County is about 65.6%. Okay. And I, I wonder, Patrick, if some of what we saw during the pandemic by way of folks looking for more space, looking to perhaps spread out, looking to consider a, you know, a country house since they didn't have to come into work every day. Maybe they were, they were uh, telecommuting and so forth. Do you think that may have played a factor in this annual trend? Well, you're, you're correct that during the pandemic, people want to have a, a house rather than an apartment. And they want to live someplace where there's, there's more grass and more trees. But this is a trend which has been going on for a while. It, it's not unique to Houston. We've seen this happen all over the U.S., the, the classic story of people moving to the suburbs. But it's finally hit a kind of a critical point for Harris County. With Harris County losing population, that has implications for growth for the county, for tax collections for the county, for the overall health of the county. Okay. Before we continue, Patrick, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our Value Business Download sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for making today's podcast possible. Learn more about Fifth Third Bank and the services they provide at 53.com. That's the numbers 53.com. Hey, hey, Jay, before we go on, I, I want to go back and clear up something for our listeners. When I say uh, we lost population in Harris County and we lost 44,000 44, residents, it's actually even a little bit more concerning than that because what we had is something called a natural rate of increase. We had lots of births in the county, fewer deaths. If it hadn't been for this natural rate of increase for us having more births and deaths, it would have been much worse. There's a concept out there called domestic migration, which are people who, who live in the region, who already live in the U.S. and move to another part of the U.S. In this case, they live in Harris County and move to another part of the MSA. Domestic migration for Harris County was a, a negative 44,000. And if it wasn't for the fact that we had uh, over 63,000 births and uh, about half that in deaths, we would have seen population loss. Harris County would have been much worse. Okay. So really the, the situation in terms of actual migration, uh, actual people people moving is, is even more concerning, perhaps. And, and I, I guess I want to unpack that a little bit. It, you know, do you see it as concerning, Patrick? You know, what, it, what are the long-term implications of population loss in the inner core of a metro region like Harris County? 
Well, one thing we'll have is Harris County will always be the, the center of business. We'll always have the, the offices in the industry, but we're not getting the residential population. It does pretty much affect uh, the, the quality of life, the culture, just kind of the vibe for the region. Hmm. Uh, it, it's never good when a region loses population. And uh, Harris County uh, has been struggling for the last few years. Uh, it, it, it does definitely face some challenges. And if I, as I pointed out, uh, most of the population growth, if it hadn't been for births, so the population we are adding is a very young population, which means there's going to be a greater demand on services. We're not adding working age population. We're adding young children that are going to need to be educated and that are going to need uh, some sort of social services, probably. So, Patrick, as we look at this latest data, how does the how does that compare with long range trends for Houston in general? Well, let's step back and look at the long range trends for the region as a whole. It's kind of awkward. You can't really compare the COVID year to the uh, previous years, but the fact that we actually grew during our pandemic bodes well. You know, the region general of thumb is going to add 110, maybe 120,000 people a year. I expect that when we get the data this time next year, we saw what happened in, in 2022, that we'll be back above creating, uh, uh, adding another 100,000 residents in the region. I can see us easily this time next year, the population for the region being 7.3 million and not 7.2 million. Okay. And so as we look at this holistically, do you see the trend line continuing for the foreseeable future? Once we regain that kind of footing, as you mentioned, for next March, do you see that continuing into, say, the next decade? Oh, yeah. I, I don't see anything that'll stop you since population growth, uh, other than bumping up against Austin or something, <laughs> bumping <laughs> up against Dallas. Uh, we, it's, we're pretty much a you know, I just like to say a business-friendly city, a city that welcomes residents. Uh, and though people may complain about uh, rising housing prices, it's still much more affordable than the rest of the country. We're still having new residents move here. I mean, every day I go out and drive around, I see license plates from out of state. So we're not going to see a, a drop-up of growth, although the growth may be more, as I said, in the counties outside of Harris County and less inside Harris County. When you look at the, the latest data, what do the metros that grew... Uh, those those t- among those top 10, what do they all have in common? Well, for one thing, if you look at the 10 metros that had the fastest population growth, four of those were in Texas. And that's mm. Dallas, Houston, Austin, and San Antonio. So it says something a little bit about the formula here in Texas. I think it says something about the cost of living in Texas. But if you, you broaden that out and look at some of the other metros, which had uh, significant gains, one of the things that you see is they tend to be Sunbelt cities. I'm looking at Dallas and Phoenix, Austin, Atlanta, Tampa, San Antonio, Jacksonville, and there's, there's Charlotte and Raleigh and so forth. So we are continuing to see the trend that's been occurring over the last 20 years, people moving out of the Northeast, people moving out of the industrial Midwest and moving to Sunbelt cities, cities which are more affordable and cities which are, tend to have more vibrant economies, cities that weren't dependent on manufacturing as much as the Northeast and the Midwest was. So you know, there's all sorts of reasons why people move. One of the prime reasons is, is economic opportunity. And if you look at places, as I said, Dallas and Phoenix and Houston and Austin, Atlanta, these are places with growing economies. These are places which are creating jobs. And so as long as our economies continue to grow, you're going to continue to see people moving to these regions. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the industrial Midwest. You mentioned the Northeast. We didn't mention California, which also is seeing uh, a significant outmigration, right? Oh, yes. If you want to go down and 
and, and look at what some of the cities that have really struggled, two of them have been San Jose and San Francisco. And they've already been beat up somewhat for their high cost of living and in Los Angeles as well for their high cost of living, making it more difficult for families to afford to live there. But also places like San Francisco and San Jose, which are very much tech oriented, have pretty much sent their workers home. Hmm. They said that you don't need to come into the office, you can work remotely. And so people are, are choosing to pick up and leave and take their San Francisco salary and move to a more affordable area and have an even better quality of living and better quality of life. So one of the things I keep on going back to this is that Houston's, even though you may think housing is expensive now compared to where it was two years ago, housing in Houston is still much more affordable than the rest of the nation. And that's one of the things which draws people here, that and the job opportunities. Okay. Patrick, uh, thank you for joining me for this conversation today. I think it's pretty insightful when we talk about uh, where our region is headed in terms of growth and population. AJ, thanks for having me on. And, and, and I've made you a promise. And if you'd like, next time we do the podcast, I'll talk about inflation. Okay. I'm actually really interested in the topic of inflation. So Patrick and I have been talking about this a little bit. So hopefully we'll bring that to you pretty soon. That's it for this episode of Value Business Download. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so via your favorite podcasting platform or by visiting the podcast page at houston.org. There you'll also find links to recent data and news updates and learn how you can get more involved in the work of the partnership to make a difference in Houston. Special thanks again to our sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for making today's podcast possible. And thanks again to you for listening to Bayou Business Download.